I just want you to be yourself, like You ain't got a lot of kick it, my nigga, like You ain't got a lot of kick it, uh You just gotta get with it, you ain't gotta stress about that What's good, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Daquan You got stuff on? We're back for um the episode today Like I said, we're not doing the season and the episode name number no more We're just gonna jump straight in and so for this episode, let's start it off with, uh, tell me, you're a Lakers fan. Who do you think is going to win the championship this year? Even don't, though, don't ask my question with a question, man. The, it's probably self-explanatory, so I'll take that if you think it's the Lakers going to win. Don't answer your question answering the same question you just asked. <coughs> so uh, well, I Los Angeles Lakers is going to win the finals, man. For Kobe? Well, I mean, despite that, but for Kobe, it's even sweeter. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, they has memorial... Um, technically, we're recording this at 12.39 a.m. on a Tuesday, so technically it was yesterday, but uh, they has memorial, and uh, rest in peace to Kobe, <clears throat> as well as um, his daughter, Gianna, and rest in peace to all those that lost their lives during that tra- tragic event. But uh, I think, personally, the Clippers are going to win the finals, or the Bucks. Those are my picks, but... I have no problem with the Lakers you, you, winning. You think the Clippers gonna? Yes, win, I do. They beat the, the they beat y'all final. every single game that y'all played this year. Every single game y'all played, the Clippers has beaten y'all. Oh, excuse me, I I'm a little bit under the weather at the moment. <clears throat> but um, so um, I want to. Like I said, I'm under the weather. Excuse me. Yo, guys. Okay, yo. Hey, chill. I'm having coronavirus bro. or nothing. But um. So, J. Cole, is he underrated? Uh, I'm not too sure about what the entire masses think, but some of my fellow associates that I've known throughout the years um, don't give him the respect that he deserves as a rapper, let alone like just as an artist in general. Um, but as far as like what the, the masses believe, if he's good or not, I don't know everyone's standpoint on it. Because if you go to Twitter, of course, everyone has their own opinion on different artists, especially... Everyone's going to feel a certain way about that favorite artist saying that he's going to be better than the next person's favorite artist. Um, but all in all, I would say that he's a great superstar of a, of an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, triple platinum, no feature speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even all the projects besides that, besides was it triple platinum or double? I think it was double. Oh, well, it, anyway, man. Either way, no features, double. a platinum with no features altogether. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But despite just that, like, all of his like all of his other works is just amazing. Um sure. if people say that this guy sucks, then he's he's definitely <laughs> been underrated. Yeah, I just I don't understand how anybody can say that the man sucks with all his um accomplishments and stuff that he's done. I definitely think he's one of the best rappers of all time. I think that he's very versatile. Like he can he could change his flow up when need be. He could rap, give you stories, he could give you real bars, and he could also change it up and do the new school flow too. So Plus, he's also a very dope producer. Like, you just put him in a room by himself, he could come up with a song for you, like an entire song. I think that's dope. You know, he personally, you know, everybody knows he's my favorite rapper. So of course, I'm I'm gonna feel that he's underrated because he's not everybody's favorite rapper. But very good, very talented, one of the best MCs <clears throat> I've ever heard in my life, and probably one of my top <clears throat> thirty producers, top forty-five producers. That I've ever heard, personally. I I mean, I'm not trying to. He may be higher, but just off the top, I say top 45 for sure. 
That's just what I got to say on the matter. But wow, we're moving along pretty quick. <laughs> All right, let's let's get on a talking point then. Artists, when they die, rest in peace to Pop Smoke being <coughs> the latest artist that has died. When they die, they their album sales as well as their overall fandom seems to jump up exponentially. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think that that's fake love or... Uh, in a sense, yes. Then in a sense, no. So, uh, matter of fact, I'll take it back to my own experience. Like, <clears throat> rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. So the great, yeah. I mean, prior to his death, I didn't really listen to his music like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to say I didn't have opportunities. I just didn't. That I just didn't listen to it at the time. Not to say that it was bad. I just didn't listen. I was, you know, listening to other things, giving other music priorities over his. So when he died, of course. I mean, this affected my decision. Like, this affected what I did. But, of course, that the answer to that question roots even deeper than what I'm saying from, from my experience. But when he died, his music was every single like every single place, everywhere I went, every radio station. I rarely listen to the radio, but every radio station you listen to, um, you click on Apple Music, they had, like, stuff commemorating him and his music. You go on Twitter, you always see him and people playing the clips of his music. And at the time, like, I ain't no, you know what I'm saying? I knew Nipsey. I just never really listened to his music. So when I started to hear that stuff, like, yo, this is actually, you know what I'm saying? It slapped. So, yeah. of course, what I do, I went and downloaded it and went to go listen to it. Um, but for the people that have never listened to their music and portrayed as if they were their number one fan since day one, yeah. that's fake love. <laughs> yeah, that's fake love. That's fake love all the way. Um, One thing that I feel about it, you know, I would say that it's fake love, but I understand at the same time, it's like, when they die, I guess their their name is like when an artist dies, it's always common that their art blows up when they're dead versus they're alive. Everything that they do mm. when they're dead is magnified. You think about every that goes for just about every single artist ever. Like if you, I'm talking about even painter artists like right. Picasso and all of them when they die, their works skyrocket. And um. I don't know if it's fake love nowadays because when they die, it's like their name is more put out there. So just like you said about Nip, like you really didn't pay attention earlier. But when his name, when he died, it's like everybody's playing his clips and he sound dope. So let me go check him out. So maybe I'm, I really feel that it's just like they're getting more exposure to the person because they're dead. And that's very sad, but it's just when they're dead, that's a big talking point, especially if you die in the manner that a Nipsey Hussle, a Biggie, a Tupac died in, then people are going to be like, wow, wow, he got shot. He he died that way. Or if another tragic event, because it's a tragedy. And when tragic yeah. stuff happens, people tend to be like, wow, so this the person? Let me go check out his music, see what he was really hitting on. And people, a lot of times, they get there, they become fans, and they be yeah. like, it's fire. And it's like, that's nice and all. I'm glad that you finally got into the music because... Hopefully, if the artist owns their masters, their family gets that money. Like Nipsey, he owned all his music, so every strain went to like his family. I'm assuming it went to his family. It went to someone because he owned all his masters, so I'm assuming that's who he left it to. Mm-hmm. But if if you show them the love while they're alive, that's that's like the best thing because it's always better to be loved and appreciated while you're here to feel the appreciation from that. Let me ask you something real quick. Uh huh. Has there been? An artist, like a musical artist who's met an untimely death, whose music you didn't like or don't like right now? Now, it's met an untimely death music that I don't like or don't like right now. I'm, I'm, 
I actually, I actually like Little Peep. I would say Little Peep, but I actually like some of his music. Mm. Some of his music. Um, I really don't know any artist that has had an untimely death that I have personally listened to. That I would say that yeah, the music's trash. Right. Yeah, because I mean. <laughs> I guess I only really like listen to the music that I really like. If I hear a song, or if I hear a song once, you know what I'm saying? Most of the times I can get if I like it or not. I mean, that's harder to say for a whole artist, but sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm swayed by those opinions. Um, but just like for instance, like Rest in Peace Pop Smoke, I've never heard, a, and I know we talked about this, I believe, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. I've never heard a song by Pop Smoke. I heard one song by Pop Smoke. I've never heard a song by him ever. And, even after his untimely death, even like just going on Twitter and stuff, I haven't been li- like I haven't seen any like links to the music or any videos. And I mean, mind you, I probably scrolled past some and didn't pay yeah. any mind, so I still haven't seen like or listened to his music. So there's some deaths like in you know who they said he reminded a lot of people <laughs> DMX. of DMX. Uh yes, him too, and uh, uh, Fifty Cent when he first came out. Oh okay, okay. So well, like I said, I mean, I, I, I have to listen to it, but like, yeah, they're both from New York. Too. Yeah, they're, they're just some artists, even still, like with um, XXX Tentacion, like rest in peace, rest in peace to him as well. Um, I I still really don't listen or really like most of his music, like mm. the majority of the music that I've heard, but I've just never really been a big fan. Um, so when it comes to X, I think when I, like, I like some more, of the music though, yeah, the more I, when I listen to him, I was like, yo, this guy is extremely. He's very, very talented. And some of his songs really are tough. Like, they're genre transcending in a way. But his first song he ever made, well, I don't even know if it was his first song, but the first song that kind of like blew him up, that Look At Me Now song. Yeah, I never remember. I swear. (laughs) That may have been the worst song I have ever heard in my life. And I'm not, no lie, that song was just atrocious to me because it was like, it wasn't mixed good to me at all. It was like the beat was overwhelming everything. Sound like it was recorded on a phone, and it was, it kinda, was trash yeah. lyrics. And this is not to defame anyone's um, image, of especially not. during just death. Said, this just said the guy. Being, just yeah. said the guy's heck. He's full of talent. He was very, very, very talented. I didn't want to curse there, but yeah, he's very, very talented. Yeah. Was talented, and um, yeah, that's that's a big thing. Like I don't know, but. But like I said, the fake love really stems from like the people, especially boy, the social media warriors that go up there as soon as that stuff happened, who've never heard a, yeah. a lick of music, and yeah. then as soon as they say like, "Oh my God, Pop Smoke died," and then they go download like all of his albums or mix six, and then and they listen. don't even listen to it. That, that'd be because a lot of people just, they download it just to post to be like, "Y'all's a big fan." Had all his Fine. music. Look, go <laughs> go after music and find a song that got a Starbucks album. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this is my favorite song in the world. Uh-huh. Never heard of a project of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that's fake love. Yeah. To pretend like you were on before yeah. the man's death. Don't, I mean, yeah, that's a big thing. Don't pretend like, never pretend like you that's were like a, a big hipster. fan. Yeah, it's like a big hip hop. A lying hipster. And it's also disrespectful, honestly. Yeah, it is. But um, another thing, we haven't, we didn't pre plan on talking about this, but how do you feel about albums that are released after the artists have been dead? Posting on his albums? Yes. Uh, I mean, it can be played out different ways. Like, uh, I feel like if it, I mean, of course, like if it's if it's good music, it's good music. Um, but sometimes, 
this, the stories behind some of these post-humanists, how do I say it? Post-humanists or human? It don't matter. That's why I just said out together right, to bet. avoid that whole situation. <laughs> anyway, like... If Let's a, call it post. Just say post. Yeah, like a... a I would say post-life. Like a post-life album, um, yeah. most of the... Well, I ain't gonna say most, but I know some instances where... Uh, it's... They're money grabs. That and, like, it's, it was, like, unfinished albums. Yeah. And it's not... Like if you're an artist, like if you're an artist who an artist who's passionate about your music, you know exactly what you want, mm-hmm. like what you wanted to sound like. Mm-hmm. And when you're not here anymore, you have people taking advantage of the music that you've made, and you're not here to say, "Oh yeah, I want this to be the first track. I want you to mix it or master this a certain way because I want this certain effect to be here so it can grab the audience's attention." And then later, in, you know, different stuff like that. Yeah. They're not there in that creative process, so it's just like companies have like, "Ah oh, man, we got about twenty tracks from this guy." Yeah. About three three hundred verses from this guy. We gonna put something together because we gotta get some money from. You know what I'm saying? We done did all this work for it, so yeah. we gotta get something. And in that aspect, it's kind of grimy. Um, but like I said, if it, it it can be played out in a way where it can benefit the consumers at least, where people can still enjoy their favorite artists even after they're they're they've left the earth. You know, um, that's how I feel about it. Um, <clears throat> the way I feel about it is, I feel that. There, I really hate them to be honest. I hate them with a passion because artists should be able to stamp what they want to yeah. put on their album definitively. Yeah. And a lot of times, I feel like you just have all these files left over, and it's like, okay, these are songs, but we don't know if the artist would have approved of the songs being placed on an album in the first place. Mm-hmm. We don't know his intentions for the songs because they could have been leftovers. They could have been scraps, especially if an artist was a perfectionist. They want things a certain way. And then a lot of times with these posthumous albums, it's just what can we do to put it out and get the most money for it from. And I feel like that's very disrespectful to the artist and very disrespectful to the legacy they're leaving. Because as an artist, that's one thing that you just want to have control over, the whole creative process. And if you say, for instance, down to the very last second before it's released, you can always decide, yo, I don't want this up there. I, I want to change this out or right. I want to change this out and this. But when you're dead, you don't really have none of that ability. But there is a few, there is one post-humorous album that I Big. love. Yeah. <laughs> the Life After Death album. And the reason why I love it is I don't, I don't really count it as a post-humorous album because like I said, he could have changed some of the stuff that he wanted on it. He could have pushed it back if he was alive. But I believe it was set to be released. Like, I believe he said everything mm-hmm. was done. He wasn't going to change anything. And it was like 11 days before he got killed. It was supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. Well, 11 days after he got killed, Something it was supposed to come out. Yeah. Something like that. And um, I thought it was a masterpiece. If he could have, if he had to change his mind, though, of course, I'm pretty sure that would have still been a masterpiece. But that was a master. Masterful album. That was the best post-humorous album I have ever heard. So let me ask you this: So uh, one of uh, the best albums I've ever heard. Especially now I'm not going to say I'm not going to say any names or anything because I don't want to wish or you know what I'm saying I don't want fake the I don't want to wish anything on anybody. So I'll just be general with it. Say just from a consumer standpoint, um, if one of your favorite artists in the world, like top three, top four, top five artists in the world, is is scheduled to release. An album, May second, and something horrible happens. May first or April, April thirtieth, April twenty ninth, and the company still decides to release the album. Mm-hmm. 
just from a consumer standpoint, would you be happy about that? From a consumer standpoint? Yeah. I mean, if it was already set to be released, I understand. It's but from a creative mindset, going back to the stuff you were saying earlier, would you disagree with it? From a creative standpoint, and that's in that particular scenario, given the time span, if the artist had already stamped it the first time. Well, we don't know if they stamped it. We just know that the advertisements say, uh, what, what did I say, May 2nd or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say all the advertisements that you've seen been saying May 2nd, but so, they could want to have changed something within that time period. Even in that scenario, if it's May 2nd, unless it's like a major label forcing something to happen, then... One, I don't know how much time they would have had to actually perfect perfect something in a couple of days, and well, actually, that's a lot of time, a couple yeah, of days. I'm about to say. But um, I would be fine with it from a. Now, if it was me, I don't know how I feel, but from a outside outside artist looking in on another artist situation, then yes, I'll be fine with it because I believe that if that date was set there, assuming that no major major label is forcing it then I will assume that they have basically got everything to where they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's one of my favorite artists because I believe they are perfectionists. So I believe that if they set a date, then they would have listened to the project about three, four, five times, went through it about three, four, five, ten times, and it will be a masterpiece or a masterful project. It wouldn't be nothing had put together in the time where it's like, yo, I got to come back in in these next few days and try to change this up, change this up. I think right. it'll be good to go the way it is because I also think they will have different versions of the project um, ready for a possible later release. If that ever, well, not in that situation, but still, like they will probably have like a deluxe somewhere in the works already. Yeah, but or director's I'm, cut. Or director's yeah. cut. They will have something like that. So I'll be fine with it, honestly, just from outside looking in. I got you. I got you. Now, for this next topic, the last this is the last topic that we're gonna talk about on today. Tell me, last six months, what's the album that you've been listening to heavily? Heavily? Yes. Uh I got several. Um I'ma say Kirk by the baby. Um mm-hmm. Jesus is born, um Sunday service choir and Jesus is King, Kanye yeah, West. Yeezy, yeezy. <laughs> Oh, uh, yo! How do you I mean, feel about that Jesus King um thing? Because we already talked about this. So when I first heard it, I was a fan, and then I wasn't because I was I was kind of disappointed it was so short. But I think I know why he did it that way. Um, but just listening to it like throughout the months because I've been listening to that thing nonstop. That and Jesus is born. I think I understand his message at least from a spiritual standpoint. And I, I mean, I really like it. It's been one of my favorite albums for the past six months. You know what? I, you know one thing I feel about the album. No, I haven't really completely listened to it, but I really did. It's like twenty seven it minutes. You should listen to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I should. It should do a lot <laughs> of things in life. But I already said I'm a big Kanye fan. But look, I kind of feel like that the album is presented in a way that if you say that the album is trash. It's kind of like you're saying, okay, you're saying Jesus is king. It's trash, huh? So you don't like Jesus? I feel like that's a big, big pushing issue. I have gospel albums that I don't like. I mean, Are they called Jesus is king? Nah, but I mean, regardless of the name, most gospel albums have some type of, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> divine name to it. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But uh, for me, I would say I've been listening to... I actually started listening to a little Frank Ocean 
Very, very, very talented artist, honestly. Um, I listened to, it was Blonde. Yeah, that's the album I listened to, I think, the most between that and Channel Orange. Yes, sir. Yeah, I listened to Blonde the most. Um, I listened to The Baby, of course, Kurt. Um, what else, Mother? Oh, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Um, what else? Listen to Corday in there. Lost Boy? Yeah, Lost Boy. Listen to a little Igor. Um, these are just the ones I listen to the most, I would say. And I listened to Drake, apparently, last year, the most out of every <laughs> artist. I don't know how that how I did that, but I listened to Drake the most out of everybody last year, even though he's not like one of my favorites or anything. There have been some albums where I wish I would have listened more of, um, which I, I still have to get back to it, but I listen to a whole lot of music. Like, um, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. It's like, not a lot of people, like, I don't really remember any marketing behind it. I just remember going on Apple Music one day and seeing it. Did you know Little Brother dropped the project within the last six months? Little Brother? Little Brother, yes. No, I didn't know. <laughs> it's called Middle Lower Watch, I believe. Hold on. Yeah, Middle Lower Watch. It came out August 20th. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I've been listening to My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy a lot lately, too. Love that, love, love that album. Um, But wow, Little Brother dropped something. I got to listen to that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I haven't listened to everything front to back, but like I said, it's something that I wish that I would have listened more of within the last six months. I really want to listen. I'm really going to listen to Pieces of a Kid by um Jenkins. Mick Jenkins? Yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Matter of fact, listen to that, too. We can do a little album review on that, even though it's an older project. And he also released something that's about four or five songs. It's only like 15 minutes. Listen to that, too. So, yeah, on the next episode, we're going to be talking about Mick Jenkins. Pretty clear (laughs) for that little conversation we just had. And we're going to be talking about some other stuff, too. But we appreciate you for tuning in and listening. It's been real. Peace out. I just want you to be yourself. You ain't got a lot of kick in my nigga. You ain't got a lot of kicking, uh. You just gotta get with it. You ain't gotta stress about that.